This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 29, Submission 182. Tom Poston, Game Show Tomfoolery. So Tom Poston, you probably know best for playing George Utley on the sitcom New Heart. But his career Mm -hmm. spans much longer than that. He had been on television right to near the very end, up until uh, the 2000s. He had been on Mork and Mindy in the 70s and and early 80s. Uh, He had been on Coach... He was on Home Improvement. Uh, he was e- even a clown character on Future Installment. Tee committed, <laughs> and, <laughs> and also he made t- and he made two guest appearances on Future Installment. Good Morning Miami. Yes, uh, and he also was on another Future episode. The Lone Gunman. Yes, The Lone Gunman, which predicted 9-11. So he, he got around, to say the least. Tom Poston did a number of game shows. He did To Tell the Truth for in the 50s and 60s. He did I've Got a Secret. He did What's My Line. He did Password. He did the original Match Game. Uh, he also did the 70s version of Match Game. He was on for two weeks. And he was a senator square on Highwood Squares one time. Yeah, uh, late in the in the run in the seventies, uh, early nineteen eighty run. Uh, plus, also in the eighties, he did Super Password. He did Body Language, and he was also on Future Entry Battle Stars. Which, oh, he... by the way, yeah, he was on Battle Stars. And by the way, Mike, in that Alex Trebek interview on the American Television Archive. Alex actually tells a funny story with Tom Poston on Battle Stars. It seems like we could have a bunch of funny stories about uh, Tom Poston on game shows. And actually, we're going to talk about three of his really interesting yeah. incidents today. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Tom Poston on the $25,000 pyramid. Interestingly enough, he was only on the $25,000 pyramid, the version that ran on CBS in the eighties. He was only on one week, even though he played password and super password and password plus. So you think he'd have a knack for the, the word games and they'd use them more often. Plus also again, Newhart was on CBS. So why not promote from within makes sense, right? Right. Yes. But he was only on this one week uh, in June of 1986 and maybe his performance at the winner's circle explains why he only did one week on the pyramid. Roll it, Greg. Here's your first subject. Go. Uh, the numbers, the solutions, the fractions. The answer, the... Fractions. The, the uh, numbers, fractions. <coughs> two plus two equals four. Uh, the uh, the uh, formula. The... Okay, pass. Next. Okay. Um, oh, I am a special toy. And little girls love me and carry me around. And pass that one. Pass, pass. And this is um, an oyster or a clam. Things uh, that grow in the sea crustaceans. Pass, pass. Next. 
simmer down now. Okay. This is your bed coil. Springs. These are um, ragged clothes. T uh, Pass. Pass. Um, a basic thing. Oh, Elements. I'm doing terrible. These. Um, uh, okay, let's get back to the beginning one. Two plus two equals four. I know, but that's so much. Oh, now, wait a minute. <laughs> this, is, this is an all-time record, folks. Where have I gone wrong? Zero. 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 I've never seen it's that. It's not his so fault. Proud to be a part it's not of this. your fault. Mike, Billy Crystal's 28-second run on the Pyramid Winner's Circle. This was not. Yeah, that was never in jeopardy. You can't really play along because you may or may not be able to know what the category is based on the clues given. Plus, also, we're not going to fault Tom Poston entirely here. The contestant yeah. was either very jittery, very nervous, or just uh, was very indecisive as to how she wanted to play the game because she passed on all sorts of categories. But I have the categories here, and we'll play a little round with, with Greg and Chico, starting with the $50 box and then increasing by $50 increments. So okay. the first one, the plus sign, the minus sign, the equals, the numbers. Stuff and stuff, mathematics symbols. Uh, that, yeah, that would things, be... Things, that, yeah, okay. Yeah, things in math, things in arithmetic, $50. So now the second one, I was a popular kid's toy in the early 80s, and uh, kids had to adopt me. Uh, and... What a Cabbage Patch kid would say. Right, yes. Now, the thing is, that was 1986. Cabbage Patch kids were still a thing. They were still somewhat popular, but the popularity had definitely waned from their peak, like in 83, 84. Uh, $150. Uh, a walnut. An, uh, uh, an oyster, a clam. Um, things you pop open. Things, no. things with a shell. Things with a shell, yeah. And, and she did say an oyster and a clam, but then she she frantically passed it. So she didn't give enough time for, for Tom to totally think it out. Uh, the $200 one. Um, a cuckoo clock. Um... A mattress, a Things mattress inside, a thing with a spring, yeah. And this got buzzed, as you heard, because she said uh, the, the, the the mattress uh, coils or the, the metal coils in, uh, in a mattress. Yeah, the, yeah. And that's not necessarily a thing that has a spring. That is a spring. I'll tell you what. Coily from a case of spring fever would be very upset with that being disqualified. The two hundred and fifty dollar uh, box. Um, hmm. Unkempt clothing. This one's tough. Unkempt clothing. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm really sort of stuck on this one. Things that are shabby. Yeah, that 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 would be very very uh, sticky. That that's more of a three hundred dollar clue than a two fifty, I think. 
Well, what was the three hedron? Well, I'm going to give it to you right now. And I have the perfect clue for this. Okay. And, and I hope this isn't too, too, uh, too academic for you. John D. Rockefeller's oil. Things that are standard. Bingo. I think that's the perfect clue. I mean, Chico just proved that. John D. Rockefeller's oil, because he founded Standard Oil. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, I, I'm not going to put much blame on Tom for this, because the contestant really just kept passing very quickly after five seconds. And, and I could just... hear the panic in her voice. She was very panicky. It's like, I have no idea. It's like, I, I've, I've lost it. I've just get, let, let me just get this over with and see what I can do from here. And, and the thing is, and, and this is actually something that happened on Jeopardy in the last two weeks or so. The nerves got the best of her. Yeah. And there was a contestant on roughly two weeks. Uh, as the time of uh, this episode being published, where she ended up well into the negatives. I think it was like negative 6,200 or 6,400. And people were mocking her on, on social media, as people will do. And the thing is, if you watched her, you could visibly see her trembling and shaking. I, I felt so bad for her. Plus, also, obviously, she's qualified to be on the show. She passed the test, and she got on the show, and not everybody does that, but she was just an absolute nervous wreck. I felt so bad for her. Hey, nerves are undefeated. If you do not get, I'll tell you right now, you get up on that stage, you're going to get a case of nerves. And if you don't get a case of nerves and you are on that stage, you are a psychopath. And the thing is, Chico, you and me have both been in that situation. Mine's a little different than yours, but still very similar. Uh, you obviously have been on Jeopardy. You've been on Let's Ask America. I was on the hardball hot seat. Oh, by the way, future installment, we're going to talk about my entire, uh, I don't want to call it ordeal, my experience, because it actually, it's not because it's a bad show or anything. It's a very interesting st story. But again, that's a future episode. We've both been there. And I know when I was there, I hadn't had sleep in probably two or three days. I was visibly tired. I was very twitchy. Uh, even the first question that was asked of me, I wanted to say answer A, which I knew was the right answer. But out of my mouth came a totally different answer. And that was just because of nerves and also probably because I wasn't just like thinking. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, I just showed that uh, clip to a couple of my students uh, about a week and a half ago, and they commented, oh, Mr. Klaus, you're so stupid. You haven't gotten the first three questions right. And I said, sit back and calm down. And then I rattled off like eight or nine questions in a row, right? And they're like, oh, how did you know that? It's like, <laughs> don't doubt the Klaus. <laughs> no. Don't doubt Big Papa Klaus. There's a reason I'm your teacher. Don't doubt me. So again, nerves gets the best of all of us. So it happens, and unfortunately, sometimes it happens at the worst possible time. But now the second one, th this was this is Tom Poston's doing. This wasn't the contestants' fault. This wasn't uh, anybody else's fault. This is all on Tom Poston. 
This happened in March 26th, 1982, on the final episode of Password Plus. The final alphabetics in the history of Password Plus. Oh. Oh, boy. And there's only, and the, only, only $20,000 at stake. Not 5000 because they instituted a, an increasing jackpot until it's won at the time. So this is for $20,000, and here's what he does. We're going to give you 10 passwords beginning with the letter K and going alphabetically through the letter T. And if you get all 10 in 60 seconds, you get an additional $20,000. And Mr. Poston is here to help you. Tom, let's look at that first word, which begins with K, and we'll get to the business at hand. There you have it. Think of your clues. Good luck to both of you. You have 60 seconds. Go. Fly. String. Kite. L. Keep going. Uh, L. Automobile. Lincoln. Chauffeur. Limousine. M. Uh, animal. Mouse. Uh, suckling. Uh, uh, I can't uh, 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 not fish. <laughs> Let's uh, go uh, on. Disqualify, Mammal. continue. Uh, uh, silk. Nylon. Right. O. Iron. Or. P. Trousers. Pants. Q. Pen. Quill. R. Uh, twine. Rope. S. Uh, noodles. Soup. No, no. Uh, uh, Italian. Spaghetti. Right. T. Uh, animal. Tiger. Right. Yes. However, since there was a disqualification or two, one of them was for illegal gestures, and the oh. other one for using, yeah, the, you, you had the string with a kite, and you went like this, which oh, is an illegal dear. gesture. Oh, dear, uh, but she got the answer, she got the response, and the other one, you said two words, not fish. That was a disqualification. So what it means is that instead of $20,000, you get, because of the disqualifications, $12,000, because of the two illegal clues. But that's pretty darn good. Oh my. So for clarification, uh he got beeped on the first clue because of a gesture. He was actually like pretending he was holding a, a rope, and that that's an illegal clue. And your jackpot went down by twenty percent because of that. And then on the third word, he used two words together, a phrase, not fish. Nope, mm-hmm. can't do that. I mean, if you put a little pause in there, not fish, you can get away with that, but you can't be like, not fish. Nope. No, no, not a sufficient amount of time uh, between words. So the $20,000 became, well, still a decent amount of money, $12,000, but there was $8,000 left on the table. And uh, clearly it looked like uh, the the contestant was going to get all 10 words, even if he didn't do illegal stuff. Let me uh, check inflation calculator for a second, what $12,000 would be in 20... Today, $12,000 would be the equivalent of $32,172.31. 
Not an insignificant amount of money at all. Nope. But we gotta say, I mean that. I mean, I, I well, my favorite part about this final alphabetics is when Tom gets beeped for the kite. He gives a little look to the side, like by the camera, like whoa. Yeah, he he. he I think he was he, trying to do like body language on on Password Plus. So body language would come two years later on another network. Yes. With Tom Kennedy, as a matter of fact. We should also note that the alphabetics was at the start of the episode. That was the first thing in the episode. And we said it was the last alphabetics. The entire rest of the show was one main game. Because at the time, Password Plus wasn't $300. You had to go to $500. And they changed the the structure of, of the payouts per puzzle. So they ended up playing like five or six puzzles. And then lo and behold... Up, oh, person wins six hundred dollars. Time's up, but we'll be nice and we'll give you another five thousand dollars for winning alphabetics. But Greg, that's not the reason we're here. Really, the reason we're here is is something you want to mention. Yeah, here's the thing: we, we originally planned this episode when we started this podcast back in late September, early October, and Mike came up with the subject: Tom Poston word game tomfoolery. But then. Somewhere along the way, something came to our, our attention that we just had to change the title of this show and bump it up on the calendar. And that one incident occurred on December 23rd, 1983. And where else did it occur but the match game Hollywood Squares Hour? That's right, folks. We're going back to our subject from episode one. And we didn't know this at the time. No. Nope. This didn't come up because we were like two weeks into the reruns on Buzzer. Right. And yeah, this would come about seven weeks later. Uh, As we said, it was the episode before Christmas, December 23rd of 1983. And we have a champion, Cindy Charbonneau, who on the previous episode, she did it. She won the $30,000. And who did she win the $30,000 with, by the way? Did she win with Leonard Fry? Yeah, that you damn right she did. <laughs> you damn right she won with Leonard Fry. <laughs> so right now we're we're calling back to both episode 1 and episode 2 of this podcast. And yes, <laughs> yes we are actually and yeah, so she won thirty thousand dollars with uh, with Leonard Fry. She was the the second winner of thirty thousand dollars on Match Game Hollywood Squares, even though it was the third win because, like in week three or week four, we had somebody win thirty thousand on back to back episodes. Yeah, yeah, the man with the magnificent beard, a very magnificent beard. But now she's on her second day. She's got like thirty one thousand, thirty two thousand in her pocket. And she goes to the super match. Well, first off, in the audience match beforehand, she got screwed. I, in my opinion, she got screwed out of a thousand dollars. She got way screwed. Well, she got. I would say yes, she got screwed. But um, you know, they do want exact wording. And what what the, uh, the the blank was was blank lover. Blank um. lover. A blank lover. 
Yes, and in my in my youth, yes, and mind you, the 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 South Park episode Chicken Lever wouldn't be for another fifteen years. No, okay. it wouldn't be for yeah, it wouldn't be no fourteen. No, you're right, fifteen years. Yep. So Cindy at the super match. Uh, uh, so for Blank Lover, the way that Cindy fills it in is she says Hot Lover. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Okay. The $250 answer, the third most popular answer, is Latin Lover. I've been called one of those. Okay, that joke obviously fell flat. Next! And a hush falls over the crowd. (laughs) The $500 answer is Lousy Lover. I've been called one of those, too. I was just going to say the same thing! (laughs) (laughs) And then... Gosh, Greg, if you say you, you, you're this, I'm I'm quitting. You guys can finish up the show. <laughs> the the, the $1,000 answer was Red Hot Lover. Not Hot Lover, Red Hot Lover. And they buzzed her. Which mm-hmm. makes sense because they do say you need to be, uh, you have, have to have an exact match, at least at the super match, the head-to-head match part. But um, I know they gave some concessions to similar incidents on the 70s version. Plus, I'm sure we'll see some uh, in the 83-84 Match Game Hollywood Squares version as well. So they judge her as wrong. She's playing for a, a consolation $100, and she's going to multiply it by uh, the 10 20 or 30 depending on who she picks. She goes with Tom Poston, and the question is Johnny Blank. Johnny Blank. Johnny Blank. This and, was 1983, well, there's, right? Yeah. This there's, is the end of 1983. And there's only one obvious answer for this. There's one obvious answer, but we'll let it play out. Here, here's the entire segment. It's about a, a good minute and a half, two minutes long. Enjoy. Now we ask you to choose a star. Remember, there's a 10, 20, or 30 uh, concealed number Tom. Tom Poston. Ready, set, go. Ten. All right, so that means you are playing for $1,000 here. $1,000 is okay. Listen, $1,000 added to the $31,000 would make it $32,000, wouldn't it? Oh, that's good. Good luck to you. Here it is. (laughs) Johnny Blank. Johnny Blank. No help from the audience, please. Johnny Blank. No mumbling. Mumble, mumble, mumble. No mumbling. Mumble, mumble. While Tom Poston goes into a deep coma. (laughs) (laughs) Look at it. 
before Christmas, Tom, would be helpful. What do I have to do? Put it in the slot. Look at the oh, I'm the one, you mean. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're the one. Oh, Tom. I don't know how to play the game. You're the one. Tom. Tom Poston takes off. I was out there speculating on various ones. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of things. You know, here, Tom, I'm... you have such a goofy look on your face. It looked as if you were thinking, and all of a sudden yeah, you're sitting there look. doing nothing. You're in a coma. All right. Now, you This isn't for... even my idea. This right. comes from the whole everybody on the planet. Right, it's a consensus. Okay. For $1,000, how do you match Tom in filling in that blank? Johnny? Carson. Okay. Tom, what do you say? You idiots. That's the one. They gave you the wrong. You my choice. I said that. All right. Now. What other kind of hot $32,800 for Cindy. Congratulations, Cindy. $32,800. And we'll be back after these messages. What do I have to do? So, yeah, uh, Tom Poston had a, a mini coma there. Uh, he didn't know he was playing, and what do you here's, have to do, Tom? Write the answer down. Johnny Blank. Here's what I don't understand. He pulls the tab. He has to have some idea he's playing, right? He has some idea that he's playing. He's yes. been on. He's been on this. He's been on the show for like the whole week. Like, doesn't he have an idea of what's going on? What's been on the whole show? Well, also, Gene tells Tom, "Yeah, here you need to fill in this blank." So, and so obviously he's got to hear that, and it looks like he's thinking for a while. Writes down an answer, then is contemplating another answer possibly. But uh, then he totally zones out. And, and in the meantime, when you if when you watch the whole segment, you can see John is just looking at John Bauman is looking at someone backstage. So he hands Jim J. Bullock a note, and Jim J. Bullock pulls up the note to Tom Poston, ha- making him try to pay attention. And then Gene says, "Before Christmas, huh?" And then. Tom's like, well, what do I have to do? Put the answer in the thing. And, and then Tom's getting all apologetic. Me- meanwhile, Gene and the contestant are laughing it off, and Marty Cohen and Jim J. Bullock are strangling Tom. Mock strangling Tom, we should say. And lo and behold, what happens? She finally gives the answer. Johnny... Carson. Fill in the blank, guys. Johnny... Carson. Johnny... Johnny Carson. Carson. And what does Tom put? Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. It was the longest $1,000 win in history. Yes. Um, This Uh would never, I'll tell you this, this would never happen with Leonard Fry, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know who had the 30 that day? Leonard Leonard Fry. Fry. Leonard Fry, exactly. She should have gone back to Leonard after getting the 30,000 from him. She would have gotten another 3,000. But also, thank heaven she didn't go back to Leonard Fry because we got this. Yeah, you dang right we should. Be and that, and, and that by itself is worth the two thousand dollars she missed out on. Yeah, her missing well, out on two thousand dollars was worth it for our entertainment. But hey, 
She probably enjoyed every sense of that. Oh, plus also just watching the end credits to this episode. Nidra Rolls and John Bauman are dancing at the end. Uh, yeah, of course you'd want to mention gold. that. Well, of course it's Nidra Vols. She she's the best thing on this show. No, Leonard uh, Fry is the best thing on this show. Uh, Allison Armgrim, line one. Thank you. Uh, oh, well, I gotta say, Allison Armgrim's outfits in this past week's episodes of Match Team Outward Squares on Buzzer were just on fire. I gotta say. They were lit, as the kids would say. Twilight Littleton, I win. <laughs> Hashtag Twilight Ahead 30. <laughs> You know, one day we got to do, uh, as a submission, the episode of Matlock where Twilight Little is on. Oh, gosh. Who says we can't just do a show on Twilight Littleton? Certainly, well, anyway, certainly Tom Poston had more uh, sort of hiccups in an otherwise storied game show career, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, his career was excellent. Uh, yeah, we all make little brain farts. And again, one of them totally was not his fault. And the other two ended up in victories, one significantly bigger than the other, so he didn't totally blow it. That's true. Right. Well, you know, we all have our good days and bad days on game shows. And, you know, Tom Poston's human like the rest of us, but... Uh, those Tom things happen. Potion. Yeah, look at some things happen, and I'll tell you right now, uh, time and tide and nerves and lights and stress, all undefeated. Throw Tom Poston in the mix, and, well, what can I say? It was a thing on TV. They were things on TV, absolutely. Well, as always... You can go to www.itwasathingontv.com, and we've got previous episodes there, and we've got our uh, links to social media, and we've got our email address there. Please feel free to send us comments. Tell us uh, what you like about the show, what you don't like. We we, we have feelings, uh, but we can handle it. We're we're tough guys, I think. We're, um, we're, yes. we're thick skin. We have thick skins and even thicker heads. Yeah. That's a good way of saying that. Yeah, that is a good way of saying that. So we're on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on the Podbean app. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We're part of the Place to Be Nation Network. What aren't we on? I think we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're not on Pandora yet. (laughs) Oh, crap. All right. I'm going to look into that right now. Do you, do you think that Planet Mars has a has a podcast app? We could be on that. We could be like the first ones on the app. The first ones on. Uh, we could be the first humans ever on Mars. Yeah, we could. We could. We could take over the market all for ourselves. I, I wonder if Martians have a, a Tom Poston of their own who can uh, blow up the supermatch like that. <laughs> oh boy. Just well, an idea. Uh, yeah, ju- just, an, just an idea. Not a good idea, but just an idea. Well, while you think of the good ideas, uh, let's go ahead and close it out. 
Yeah. Again, th- th- again, thanks ever so much for listening. Without you, there would be no us. Again, we welcome your feedback at uh, contact that it was a thing on TV.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. Follow and, don't, us. and don't forget to review us. Don't, don't like forget to like and review, like, uh, review on your yeah. favorite app. Subscribe and share. Sharing is caring. And give also, us, fi- give us five stars. Give us five stars, everybody. Also, if you have a membership to Podbean, you can follow us there. I don't know what that gives you. I think it may just give you updates as to when new episodes are uploaded. But still, you can follow us there. We've got, I think we're about 14, 15 followers there. So we're slowly growing, and we thank you for helping contribute to that growth. Until next week. Oh, next week. Oh, we got a really good one next week. Next Let's just week, say it's, it's timely. It, it's it, very it's timely. timely, and it's a Greg episode. The, oh yes. Next week, next week is a Greg episode. No, I'm gonna and be taking is... taking so many notes for this episode. This could be—I'm not joking. This could literally be an hour and a half pod. Awesome. And you, you, you've been course... warned. You've been warned. Clean up your your uh, your devices and charge your battery. It's gonna be a long episode. Yeah, uh, but that's just one episode. The other episode, we sort of did some shifting because this week we were supposed to do the Saturday Night Live sixth season episode, but because of uh, Fred Silverman's passing, we actually bumped Tom Poston up to this week. He was supposed to be taken uh, care of next week, and next week we moved an episode, which I think we were going to do in July. We moved that up to next week. It's one where I have a little bit of a rant. Greg knows about it. Yeah, I got something I got to get off my chest because it's been bothering me for years. Yeah, this next week, uh, the first episode is definitely a Greg episode, and the second episode is definitely a Mike episode. It's a Mike rants episode, so get ready for that. But the second subject of episode two is going to be something that I think is a show that is very fondly remembered by a certain section of people. Oh, yes. Maybe of the course. first one, too, but we'll, we'll get into that next week. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, your support. We will talk to you next week with two new episodes of It Was a Thing on TV. See you later. Wow! Whoa, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you missed the entire podcast. Well, I missed the entire podcast? Oh, no. (laughs) I did not expect that. Oh, my gosh. Brilliant. That was... That was great. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg gets the game ball this week. We're giving his mom a pizza for that last thing.